to a bed with stairs. Episode 46. Hello and welcome to this, the office episode. Now, we're doing this segment, we're not researching or anything, but it's just because we've just finished watching the entire of the US office. We both have mild chest pains after a pizza that was spicy. <coughs> but that's real life and that's free. Um, so Emily, what are your first impressions after finishing the last episode of the US office, which we've been watching for, is it six months? I know, I think it's even less than that. I don't think we started watching it until summertime. Now, I looked up on Netflix, uh, it's the second most watched show behind some sort of kids show. So a lot of other people are doing this. I don't know, it might be UK. I don't know, actually. It might be worldwide. But yeah, a lot of people are doing it because it just keeps going and going. Nine seasons. What are your initial impressions without research? You felt it was a good final episode? We'll start with the end. Um, it was very, uh, one could say it was self-indulgent. It was sort of like the episode that like the crew and the cast would have wanted to have because it was a very much like self-referential. Don't they deserve it though? Yeah. I thought it was good. I don't think it would have been better like, um, replaced by some active storyline. Like there's no more story at the end of this season, right? We started watching it because... I mean, I never thought you were going to get into it. Obviously, we both watched the UK office, and I had already seen the first few seasons of this, so we skipped the first two seasons of this. So I, I think it's it, a very different show. It's almost yeah. like a comedy theatre group. But I don't, I don't think people in 2020 and hopefully not 2021, they don't need Gervais's mopey, mm. sentimental, depressing. Because when it first started, the office in the UK in '99 or whenever it was. I remember switching between channels and you didn't know if it was actually a documentary because it was so realistic. He was, you know, original and now it's infiltrated everything. Reality TV, he changed television. This is fun and uplifting. So you watch it. We've watched it every day for probably four months in two different homes now and everything. It, it went on too long. It was really enjoyable to watch. And it was a ni- it's a nice, like, you know, it's the right length and everything to, <clears throat> to be able to have with a breakfast or lunch or something. Yes, inoffensive. And funny. And you yeah. need comedy. And everybody needs comedy, I think. And as I think we've said before, you, when you're eating, you want to be able to guarantee that there's, like, someone isn't going to get their head. We didn't have it earlier, but better things. A woman was getting a gynecology test. Or was having some sort of explosive period. We didn't need that either. That was with the eggs this morning. She was puking. and yeah. um, Graphic but, menopausal television comedy. Which is fine. This, though, is never going to really go there. It's rated PG or... It's not even PG, it's you. Mm. Funny, uplifting, positive. We need more stuff like that. So in the end, it feels better than the UK one. And it's obviously gone so in-depth... These shows like Parks and Rec doesn't really work for me. And 30 Rock, I can handle... Five inches, but it's thick. But this felt positive. What it also showed to me, which I've noted throughout the seasons, is it's like a sex show sometimes. Yeah. The episodes are especially written by Mindy and stuff. If I may say, you are like crazy bangable hot. They're all about the relationship. So we like watching that. It's people falling in love and stuff and flirting. 
You always liked when they <clears throat> did work on the show. Your favorite. Yes, episode? I think a lot of the storylines should have been revolving around the job they're doing because that's real life. And obviously, I'm going to go into what I think of the detriments. There's that that obviously wasn't realistic enough. But I suppose you just got to suspend your disbelief and just be entertained. That's a lot of the problem now with modern stuff. Yeah. You know, you can't, oh, that doesn't look real. That's for, how did they do that? As soon as a trick is done in anything, it's like, how did they do it? And if you look it up, it will tell you and basically spoil it. But it was a bit too much in this. And the main detriment as well is that they ignored the documentary element for about eight years. <laughs> and, you know, why would they be filming him from the side of a highway somewhere and all that? So they let it go and then they brought it back for the last season. I don't need it to be forensically realistic. But when it was following them into hotel rooms and stuff and it was all very private, that felt a bit weird. But it works for just an entertainment show. Mm-hmm. The other things, I, ju- I thought the Dwight character wasn't very likeable until the last season. He was a baddie, basically. And I don't know, it was a weird sort of comedy for me. To give you a reference point, I'm somewhere between a snake and a mongoose. And a panther. He had a much bigger role. The biggest difference between the UK and the US office is his character, I feel oh, like. So? Yeah, I mean... Again, it's not very realistic, though. He's setting off guns and fire alarms and attacking people and kidnapping people. And I, that's a different type of like American outrage comedy, I suppose. Mm. I still didn't mind it, though. But it's weird how we've even had dreams in the past week or so with people from the office in it. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah, that's true. Oscar was in my dream. <clears throat> I forgot that. And are we going to be a bit fucked up now? Because it's almost like going to work yeah. with these people every day. We're checking in with these people. They're the only people who've been in our lives. <laughs> Yeah. In our lives. Yeah. But it's what we choose. Some people choose to be on Twitter, like talking to Piers Morgan and stuff like that. If they can handle that, that's fine. Or some people, you know, let off fireworks all day, go dogging, walk their kids, smoke spliffs, you know. Mm. So what are we going to do now? We finish this. I know. But in whatever the TV episode was, we, did, we would have said that at the end of Mad Men and we found a, a replacement. I don't know how many eight-season, nine-season shows there are that we haven't seen that are excellent. Yeah. Anyway, we'll go further into The Office when we return to it. But it's worth watching, I'd say, if you haven't watched it, if you want something light in these times. Mm. Bit of romance. And sometimes you can identify what's happened with you in an office. Because everybody, you know, most people work in an office. And it's a weird psychological thing. For me, and also I imagine for a lot of people that are watching it that haven't been in an office for over a year. So do you think about that? I mean, you don't have an office job, do you? No. You're a superstar, an actor. Anyway, we'll be back after some music that was in the office. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing your pain Call Michael Estelle, Jim Dwight Creed Call Eddie Kelly for your business paper needs Dunder Mifflin, the people person's paper people Dunder Mifflin, the people person's paper people Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out I thought I was under the impression that this was going to be a rap Hey, welcome back to the office episode. The objective here is to kind of celebrate watching it. It's not a big critique. We're just fans of the TV show. And if you've watched it, hopefully you'll find some sort of opinion form in your head as you listen to this podcast. And you're somewhat engaged and distracted from the problems of the world or whatever. I declare 
Bankruptcy! Hopefully you enjoy spending time with us. And here we're talking about the US office. And I'm going to go season by season. I'm not using a computer. This is all from my brain. Season one was a bit of a cardboard cutout of the original office. They've freshly been cast. I've just read about how Rain Wilson, the guy playing Dwight, auditioned to be Michael, which is obviously the Steve Carell character, and did a Ricky Gervais impression. They did it shot by shot, copying the original UK office. That's right, yeah? As far as I know, yeah. As far as I remember. And I entered season two. Why did we decide to put it on? It was on our algorithm. And I, I, yeah, I don't think I ever thought that you were going to watch beyond like an episode or two. I think we just wanted something silly to put on. Mm. Something comedy and light based to put on. I saw it in America and thought, oh, it's a bit too silly. I remember thinking. Because when you've seen something in a certain iteration, it's like a song. When the first iteration of the song you hear... It kind of does a weird imprint on your brain, especially if you liked it. And then to hear a cover is a thing. Can you think of a song that's better than the original? For example, it's hard. The Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... You know what I mean then? Yeah, I do. But the first example that popped into my mind isn't a song that I actually like, but I do think the cover is probably um, better than the original. Of? <laughs> I don't know why I thought of this. I'll Always Love You? Yes, that's what I was thinking. Do so you prefer the Dolly version or the Whitney? Why are we becoming like the same person that you actually even know but what the I'm Whitney say? version is the first version I heard. It's the first version I heard as well, but I think but Dolly's cooler. Well, Dolly's cooler now because, as you say, Dolly is having you know a fashionable resurgence. I love Dolly, so I'm not you know, and I I love her. I think she's not she, as bad as Bowie. Nobody has a voice like her. that particular song i don't think that her original version is the better version i think whitney's version is better it's like um crazy was written by willie nelson wasn't it and then patsy klein did it better patsy klein smashed it yeah but with the office is this version better than the uk one no i don't think it is i think oh okay why do you think it is it's more enjoyable and that's what i need yeah it's not cringe Right? Like the UK... It's more sexual, which I need. The girls are better looking and stuff, which is terribly one-dimensional. But I like that humour. I like the Mindy humour. The kind of... I know, same. I look really good in white. Yeah, romance. What is life? What is an office? It's the people that are in it. And what are men and women about together in a room? They should be paper, selling paper. Right. But it's not interesting. Like I said, I would have gone... Anyway, I'm going to go season by season. Anything else you wanted to say there? But, no, but I've worked in an office, and there are plenty of fucking floaters. There are plenty of people who just spend the entire day trying to avoid doing any work whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, it's not, you know... There's a lot of comedy there. When I start working in something that's not for my own gain, basically when you're working for someone else, there's a lot of comedy, mm. I find. Yeah. 
Oh, oh, you know, one thing I'm interested about is how come they went with the real names of half the cast or like four members of the cast members and then didn't. Yeah. I'd be interested in okay. seeing the first season for that reason. But obviously the Angela character, Phyllis and Meredith, they are not in the British version. No. Nor is Creed. But, but I think there are characters in the British office that just don't have any, don't say anything, aren't there? Right. Yeah, it's mundane. Yeah. But I think having read about it just then, that it's even a big thing that there was no laugh track. The openings were especially set up to be like almost like a theatre troupe doing some sort of, we're here to catch your attention. See, I think in America, not that I saw it, that after the pre-credits bit, there was an advert. And it's almost like that opening two minutes is there to keep your attention. Cold opening. But that's well, not a British thing, cold open. That's cold open a, is an SNL thing. I don't know if they were the first show to do it, but obviously they've been doing it since the 70s. They go on for like 15 minutes, those things now, the politics and that. These were only two or three minutes. It changed the face of American television mm. now forever. Yeah. And I think, you know, I was listening to, Ricky was getting interviewed on a podcast um, recently, and they were talking about that, how it's intrinsically changed through a window of his own ego though which is always annoying with Ricky Gervais interviews as much as I love him but now the fact that like you know and I'm sure there's so much more that we don't even see in Hollywood that gets pitched that's like the office but for Mm. x y and z you know Mm. now we don't have comedy shows that have a laugh track we do have the shaky cam we do have this kind of it's an evolution sides to the camera so like Amazon or something it's weird that one guy or two guys Merchant wrote as well take the credit even my own idea for a show that I've pitched you before has that documentary. You're following a character doing yeah. something stupid and funny. Well, because the, there is so much comedy in the mundane, in the everyday. And it's life. observational. So I feel like with Gervais and all these people or Sasha Baron Cohen, at the beginning, they're full of the observations of real life. But then 10 or 20 years in, you still love them and they're funny and some of it's funny that they do, but they no longer have much observation in their life. They don't work in an office, so they can't source that comedy. And they've been so successful that they don't really collaborate. And I feel like you're full of inspiration at the beginning, but you need to collaborate as you keep going because other people, as we've seen with this, they've got all these different writers, BJ Novak and all that. They've got their own experience of doing this shit, right? So that's why this this show seems more collaborative than yeah, the UK one. Definitely. Let's go season by season. Season two, many workers seeing the background of the first season are developed into secondary characters of romantic relationships. This is a romantic season, the second season. Roy finally agrees to set a date on his wedding for Pam, blah, blah, blah. Jim confesses his love for Pam. Threat of downsizing continues. I'm in love with you. What? I think That's the first one we watched. I, I wish I'd known at the time that we were going to actually commit to it and, and watch the entire thing because I probably would have just started us from the beginning. I chose an arbitrary episode in the middle of season two, I think, mm. just to start because I really just thought we were just going to like sit down and have oh, a so we lunch. haven't seen the beginning of season two? No. So I, it must have been good enough, though, to keep my attention. Season three consists of 17 half-hour episodes and four 40-minute supersized ones. Starts with a flashback. Is this the season where he leaves yeah, as well? The and then they bring back uh, the sort of mixed-race girl who's in some other stuff, Parks and Rec and stuff, and Ed Helms. This is a season where already the documentary elements getting a bit weird because they followed him into another office 
gem. Which is an interesting element of it, I think. Yeah. I mean, you like that? You never like it when they leave the office, but I, I like it when they leave the office to go to another office because that is just as realistic. It brought an infusion, a fresh infusion to the show, right? Of new characters. So look out, Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> I mean, look out in a fun way, you know, not like I'm going to hurt you. Okay, season four, NBC ordered a full fourth season and th- 30 half-hour episodes. What there do you think? Way too many episodes. Too many episodes in a season? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, nowadays these kind of eight-episode Netflix shows and stuff, I find are too short. Mm. But that's also because they're hour-long episodes, I suppose. So with these half hours, again, like I said last night, it feels like a lot of them are just treading water, right? There are a lot of episodes that just don't need to exist. They just fuck around for at least 20 minutes of the episode and Mm. nothing really advances or something just very silly happens and they extrapolate on that for the entire episode. Mm. But it's good to watch in lockdown, isn't it? We've watched it. Oh, it's great to watch in lockdown. We don't have it today. It's over. It's over. This is the episode where Ryan goes to New York City and becomes like... Uh, oh, yeah, like a, a CEO, like tech cokehead. The the representation of him was interesting in that he was the future. He was the youth. He had social media and stuff. I love that he leaned into the idea of being a dick, like that he was the guy in the office that everyone like rolls their eyes at and stuff. That he did all, you know, especially because he's writing the show. Yes, the social networking feature of the Dunder Mifflin Infinity website was infiltrated by sexual predators. I don't understand why our website needs to have social networking at all. Yeah, I actually have to agree with Dwayne on that one. It's all about creating a one-stop consumer experience, all right? The two of them writing the show, both him and Mindy. And they stayed in the background the whole time. Allowing themselves to be the most obnoxious characters. Were they, though? Well, there was comedy in what they did. But if if they were actually in the office with you, you would consider them to be the most obnoxious people in the office. Mmm. But not very realistic that he was a down and out then and then they rehired him for the michael scott paper company i think that's season five little segue there yes i like season five with the michael scott paper company where they're in the basement that's all very silly yes business isn't about money to me david if tomorrow my company goes under i will just start another paper company and then another and another and another i have no shortage of company names michael that's one of them yes these are our demands. This is what we want. Our balls are in your court. Looking at it at this point on season five, I feel like season five was my favourite. One of which aired after the Super Bowl, so it's a big show here in season five. I enjoyed that as well. You liked, and this is good as well, the, the one episode, was it just one episode? They had a different intro for the Michael Scott Paper Company, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, that felt creative. Yeah, I like that they... And it was still work. I like that they played around with the intro throughout the show, that whoever was in charge of the office was the person behind the desk knocking over the bobblehead. You know, that it was... They actually thought about the whole beginning to end. And as you pointed out in the... Which we'll get to in the kind of end seasons, that Jim and Pam are kissing Mm. as to imply that it's going to be uh, Jim and Pam-centric. It doesn't feel like a lot happens in season six. Buy out from... Oh, this is where we meet um, Kathy Bates and stuff. By the way, as a side note, do you think we'll ever be working in an office of blood again? I don't... I was just thinking this... Uh, is it a unique show yeah. in that it represents a time when people work like that? Dwight's an unrealistic character, but he's always jumping on people and scaring people. and like, The world's changed now. I couldn't... I couldn't... 
I couldn't go back. I couldn't go back to an office environment. All my jobs have been field-based and I would check into an office. My idea has been there's a lot more going on with being a field-based person coming in and out of an office. So that's why I thought, is it Tim Oliphant? Mm -hmm. His character was going to be interesting. And the idea of being a a road person is more interesting because you meet different people and encounter more characters. So... I've always worked in that way. That's been my experience. But no, I wouldn't work in an office either. Well, bringing it back to Kathy Bates, I think that she was probably one of the best cameos throughout the entire show. He's texting me his resume one line at a time. These are costing me 10 cents a piece, you jackass. I'm roaming. Because plenty of the people on the show weren't famous before. So she was a good cameo. Who's a bad cameo? I mean, the worst cameo is probably the last cameo. Roseanne was mm. made but no effort. Your personal no feelings effort. for her? No, 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 not not whatsoever. I can completely divorce her uh, performance. But she's never it. played a character, really. You it's always been a. She wrote the show that she. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was more like a soapboxy. Um, it's more like the Mindy Show. She wrote the Mindy Show, and it becomes herself a presentation of herself whereas Roseanne's show was like that so she has to come into a show that she's not writing and just read the lines so there's lots of cameos and particularly when they're hiring for to replace right the the manager Jim Carrey Gervais yeah it's interesting that they stayed with Catherine Tate and they kept her on the show Mm. after that episode Gervais's cameo is rubbish but the one coming out of the (laughs) lift is okay no comedy is a place where the mind goes to tickle itself. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, no. That's good. Oh, so Pleasure you, to meet you. Where are you working? Dunder Mifflin. Any jobs going? No, not right now. Just let me know. All right, see you around. Erin yeah. and Gabe have begun a relationship. So Erin's in the show now in season seven, who I really liked. Michael and Holly eventually restart their relationship. So they brought in the Erin character, the receptionist, to replace Pam being a receptionist. And she turned out to be a massive part of the last few seasons. Yeah, they made her virtually the star of the show during during the last uh, last two seasons, really. Oh, all done. Disposable cameras are fun, although it does seem wasteful and you don't ever get to see your pictures. If it's an important event that you want to remember, I recommend using a real camera. But what did you think of Feral? Is it Feral? Will Feral. What did you think of him in it? Yeah. His character was a bit much, but I enjoyed it was enjoy it's he's, it's enjoyable to see him and to see him and Carell together, mm. right? So it's it, okay. It, yeah. It's okay. I wanna I wanna I feel truly blessed uh, to be working with all of you. You know, before this all started, uh, funny story, I was in the bathroom vomiting and vomiting in that men's room. Okay. I used to be obese. Once you've conquered obesity, everything else is easy. And then, you know, you didn't enjoy, what's his name coming in for the managerial position, CEO position. Right, so that's season eight. James Spader joins and is a sort of weirdo. And at first he's very self-assured. But then when his wife comes in, and he's like a person that they're intimidated by, uh, she comes in and then his character completely changes to be sort of this out-of-control pervert, which he always plays. But that season, I reckon, without reading reviews and public perception, that feels like the season, which was still good, but yet 
Carell is gone. So what did you think Carell of that season gone. with James Spader? Hard thing to do. Well, Spader wasn't really playing against type, I don't think. I think he always plays an arrogant mm. brick. But and he, you know, the episode where they went to his pool and it was like implied that it was becoming a sex party and yeah. stuff. Bit wild. They had it that he was the CEO and then Ed Helms' character became the manager. Yeah, a bit disjointed, but what else were they going to do? Well, I think part of what keeps the episodes so enjoyable in the beginning is having Michael be the predominant character and him be a complete goofball and, Mm. like, a positive one, someone who's always trying to, like, make people laugh and smile and stuff. And then you bring in people like either Will Ferrell's character or Jamie Spader's character who are both quite, like, aggressive Mm. and maybe more negative who could have replaced Carell to be the manager if they just carried on in the same Ed, way Ed Helms' character didn't it have to be someone from within the office because that's the way it works sometimes they, they do have people come in and manage you and it doesn't work a lot of the time so maybe it was accurate yeah right so with season 8 Catherine Tate's in after James Spade has gone that's happened season 9 to final season 25 episodes lots of things going on here Andy the Ed Helms character goes away on vacation for three months on a boat feels a bit weird he obviously had to do something else lots of relationship stuff it's the season we just watched jim and pam having marriage problems what do you think of this season Hmm. Mm. we weren't sure right we weren't sure what was going to happen with jim and pam we were never going to stop watching it no but yeah that was maybe well done yeah but this is the season where they introduced oh there's a film crew filming us yeah and oh this guy from the film crew i fancy him or fancies me and stuff i have to think that by that point they already were looking at the last episode But that was pandora's box because once you do that okay they're happy to be filmed then all of a sudden even though they've just found out their whole privacy of the past 10 years their life's been exposed but that's what i mean that I, i have to think that they were already working towards the final episode so they were already creating that story arc with bringing in the sound man they were already saying we're going to acknowledge this show and this crew to the end now Mm. and i think that was an interesting choice and i think it was actually a good choice it was a good way to end it if they had just ended it as though it was a normal tv show Mm. without acknowledging the fact that it was a show within a show then they would have been missing something Mm. And yeah, we weren't sure whether that romance was going to get diverted. And maybe it's just us knowing that in the UK office, they would be more likely to play on things not working out or... I like the people left. In, I like that they left in the end. Because then it is pretty tragic that people that wanted to be artists or start their own company did just stay there. But they did for 10 years. I don't know. I mean, their people are alive. Is it, is it a tragedy? I don't know. It seems like they had a very, very, very good time. Makes me want to go, I want to work in America. It's not how it really is. Moving to a new job can be very stressful. So I have made an orientation video, especially for you newcomers. But it's not like any orientation video that any of you have ever seen. It's funny. It's got a little bit of a zing to it, and I hope that it gives you a flavor of what we're all about here at Dunder Mifflin and what we're all about here in Scranton. So let's just all laugh together and watch Lazy Scranton. 
sitting in my office with a plate of grilled bacon. Call a man twice just to see what was shaking. Yo, Mike, our town is dope and pretty. So check out how we live. In, in the, the electric city. city. They call it Scrant. What? The electric city. Scrant. What? The electric city. Call poison control if you're bit by a spider. But check that it's covered by your health care provider. <laughs> It's regarded that season eight is dodgy, season six is dodgy, and season one is mixed because it's copying the British one. Cultural impact is that Scranton is a hit place now, apparently, and lots of people are famous as a result. There's a podcast, so I'm going to tweet this podcast at your podcast, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. They're talking about a reboot. Would you be interested in that? Yeah. Would you? I wouldn't. I would, only because we've just finished watching it and it feels like we could still have more. Spin-off was proposed in 2008 with a pilot episode suspected debut in the Super Bowl 2009. However, the office decided to develop parks and recreation instead. So it is what it is. It's time to leave documentaries about offices alone. The world's changing a lot. It's like friends now to have is at the US office. Yeah. And now it's done when we make a sandwich in a minute... Are we going to put something on instead, or are we just going to chat? But we've chatted for half an hour here now about this. What show are we going to put on now? But the reason why this to is replace that. as well, like, maybe some people are like, oh, wow, you sit and watch a TV show every day at lunch or something. But the thing, obviously, we're together 24 hours a day and have been for We work lunch, in other so things. We, you know, we've got stuff going on. We don't need to talk through lunch. What are your, what are some highlights for you? Do you have any kind of moments? I know something that stood out to me. I like when they did content within the content. So like when they did Michael's action film, Mm. that was great. Yeah. Ah! It's Scar. Sorry about your friend, Scar. The joke's on you, Golden Face. That man was a wanted animal rapist. We've searched the whole building, Golden Face. Where is the bomb? Hmm? We've searched the whole building, Golden Face. Where is the bomb? Hmm? We've searched the... Okay. And obviously they put a lot of effort into that and that was funny. Hmm. I liked it when they went to the pub. I thought that should have been in the office more because in my experience, you do go to a pub near your office Hmm. quite a lot. You need to let off steam. But then again, if you're being strict, why would it be filmed by a documentary filming their office place? I'm sure there's plenty of like Poor Richard's content out there. You could probably get a Poor Richard's t-shirt. And... Is that what the pub's called? Yeah. Mm. They did mention it enough so that you know that they have Now, the merch I would get would be the Michael Scott Paper Company. I'd get like a jumper for around the house with that mm. on it. Or a mug. Right. But yeah, my highlights of the show are Michael Scott Paper Company. All the ladies were good. Mindy, the one who played Erin. I'd say even the Pam one was good. Actually... Along with the Michael Scott Paper Company, the trip to Florida was really good. That kept me interested in whatever season that was, maybe season eight. Something we haven't addressed either is Toby. I enjoy mm. Toby's character and I do not enjoy we, how yeah. mean they we are. We didn't to- like that he was bullied by everyone. And even in one of the outtakes we just watched, you went, fuck off, man. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Michael, you're, you're interrupting. You're kidding me. God, you say right on a silent but deadly and then you expect me not to make farting noises with my mouth. What is this? Sit down. You know what? We're not going to die of radon. We're going to die of boredom. Yeah. <laughs> right? And if I had a gun with two bullets and I was in a room with Hitler, Bin Laden, and Toby, I would shoot Toby twice. No. That's not... Okay. You were All right. being really funny and then you went too far. I would kill Bin Laden and then Toby. No, that's still... Okay, geniuses. How would you do it? Yeah. And what did you think of... Um, what, what do you think of Daryl's character? Great. Yeah. He was great, great. as well. Come on. His kind of deadpan eyes 
Afane. That's probably one of your favorite clips to watch of all time, The Plums, right? Yeah. With him and Will Ferrell. I can feel it down in my plums. They're getting a nice bluish hue. Getting ready to take them to the farmer's market. Special two plums for one. <laughs> so watching him break, I mean, we're, pro- we're probably always looking for him to just sort of be smiling in the background. Yeah. And having him sing all the stuff with the band and the music and stuff is great. We have gone deep on The Office I know, here. Too deep, though. Is that no, it's, a, it's alien. If I'm going to be forensic about Neil Young, we're forensic about The Office. We've watched it. We recommend it. Hmm. It's on Now TV is how we've watched it, which is available on there until 2022. I'm not selling Now TV because it's actually a crap app. And now that we're not watching this, it might be time to get rid of Now TV. It's, it's our substitute for Sky Atlantic. And with the opening credits, we play the drums on each other, don't we? Oh, yeah. It's so fun. I miss that, yeah. Well, we can still watch the first season, but that might not be a good ending. We've had an ending here. Maybe we'll have to just get the music on a, a playlist. No, life moves on. There'll be another thing that we can drum on each other too. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for joining us. The office is on. Anything else we got to flog? Emily's music is coming soon. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Follow Emily Moment on all the gimmicks. The new music's coming very soon. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.